Alright, last one was easy, but this going off the chimney, over the fence, hit the car window, all net. Yeah, right, sure. What's up, guys? This is Jacob, and uh, I'm joined with Clay and Hunter for the Grizz Preview. What's up, guys? Glad glad we finally did this. We've been hyping it up for a couple weeks. Yeah, man, feels good. Uh, you know, not doing the usual weekly college football podcast, but uh, changing it up with the Grizz, the hometown Grizz. As much as the pod listeners thought I love the hometown Tigers, I love the hometown Grizz that much more. So uh, looking forward to diving into their uh, season tonight. Love it. Yeah, Hunter, glad you what could up, What up, what up, what <laughs> up? Yeah, um, I'm excited. You know, the weather's gotten a little cooler. Basketball season is in the air at Hoop City. Uh, I think Memphis Madness got the got the city kicked off, and now it's the Grizz turn. Uh, Friday night, Grindhouse against Atlanta. I'm excited. Yeah, Did you right. uh, You see Drake down there, down there by your house, Snitch, for Memphis Madness? You know, um, I can already smell the barbecue nachos and winger from my window right now. So it feels like it's, you know, mid-January and we're making a playoff push. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... I'm excited. Yeah, it's, uh, like you said, Memphis Madness is a pretty good kickoff for that. I mean, I know you guys uh, enjoyed that. You know, people can stop pretending to like Tiger football and can really go back into what they care about with some basketball. So, um but yeah, so like well, uh, when when they're not very good in football, it's you know it's immediate <laughs> to just run to the next season. I mean, yeah, you know we're almost fans. We've seen that a lot. Just move to the next sport until you just find something you're good at eventually. Hopefully, hey, I, I will say, as somebody that attended the Memphis football game yesterday, the single loudest roar <laughs> the whole game came when they showed Penny on the jumbotron. I mean, he's just the goat. Uh, there's nothing more to say. Penny's the so man. Fitting. So fitting. So, looking, looking forward to Tiger basketball this year. Oh yeah, that that's gonna be it's gonna be fun to track Grizz versus Tiger uh, attendance throughout the season. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be a lot on. Well, if I mean, if we start hot, people come to the product. That's yeah. good, and and those games that are double like. Uh, I can't remember the date exactly, but it's Houston versus the Grizz and also Tennessee's coming to town versus the Tigers. That is going to be the hottest Saturday of the year for sure. Get your tickets early, Snitch. That ticket is hot. <laughs> Who's the nightcap? Is it Memphis, Tennessee, the nightcap? Or is no, it- no, I think it's the opposite. Oh, okay, opposite. Yeah, that makes more sense. That'll be a hot – I mean, that'll be just spinning all day in the forum right there. Just take a little break in the middle yeah, while they change the court. <laughs> take a break <laughs> while they change the court and then just go back in. If you got tickets to both. But, I mean, that you're right. I, mean, I don't I, think I you could afford the beers. <laughs> so, like, uh, other than that, what's the talk around town? I mean, like, I know for me, like, I'm, I'm a big Grizz fan, but now I moved out here to, to the West Coast, to San Francisco. So, you know, I don't hear, like, the local talk and everything. But, like, I mean, what's the what's the like? I guess the mood going into it. I mean, is it is it like hopeful or like what's going on? I mean, a lot of changes. You got same, you know, the same old vets and everything, but a couple of the young guys. I mean, are people optimistic? Like, what what's the feel? I think people are uh, excited to get a chance to see Mike Conley and Mark Gasol play together healthy. You know, we've uh, battled injuries in the past, and Mike barely played last year, but you know, those two are a solid base. 
with them playing healthy and then the unique additions that they did make. You know, if we can get Jaron Jackson to play over 22 minutes a game without fouling out, you know, they're excited about him. Tough ass. And then they, they had several several free agent acquisitions that are uh, very handy, I would say. So, you know, it's one of those years where if everything came together, it could be a, it could be a fun ride. You know, the West is stacked, though, so you, you never made a move that just jumps you, to, balls you straight to the top of the West. But I, I feel like I speak for Snitch, too, in saying, you know, the, the talk around town is, you know, just anxious to really see what they're about because they got the chance to be a pretty decent little ball team if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think you're right. I, they're, yeah, I mean, from, from that's kind of what I've been feeling from the fan base, too. It's like – they're waiting for they're waiting for to see it on the court like coming off a season like that so i mean it is what it is some couple a couple of uh good free agent acquisitions and everything that's kind of what i want to talk to you guys about like the the roster to me like and i was talking to blake about this earlier it's like you could say we have more wing depth this season than any other season in the past in those playoff runs but like is it quality I mean, yeah, is there a shooter? Um, what is there a shooter? <laughs> well, hey, with Wayne Selden, let's just talk about that for a second. I don't. I think people aren't saying his name enough. Yeah. Um, you know, second year Dylan Brooks is going to be really fun playing with good players. You know, that's going to make him better. Mike and Mark both healthy is going to make Dylan Brooks better. And before we get too far into this, we got to mention Chandler Parsons. Is he going to have a good oh, year? First, if he can contribute, first mention right you know, there. Yeah. First if he mention. can contribute, just, you know, give us give us double digits a game, man. That would be so huge for finally just waiting out such a tough deal with him in the city. Just get behind Chandler and support when he makes buckets. He feeds off momentum. He's a streaky shooter. He's finally healthy. I, I mean, I, I think Clay's right. This This could be a special season. And what about Marshawn Brooks? Uh, you know, can he score again from the wing? We talked about who's going to replace Tyreek Evans off the bench. Um, you know, do we have another scorer off the wing? I don't know. Remains to be seen. Yeah. No, I mean, you hit a bunch of them right on the head there. I mean, Chandler, I mean, is there a most improved player in the league season in him? Right? I mean, that's a possibility, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were we were starting him in preseason, but I was thinking like six man of the year if he came off the bench. But <laughs> I mean, you're right. I mean, why limit it at most improved? I mean, I went to the uh, game Friday night with a friend of the pod, David Merrill, DM as we call him, and uh, Parsons late in the first quarter pulled a uh, fade away from the free throw line, non contested at all, no reason to fade away, but he did it just for the for the visual and uh, clanked off the bottom right. But I like where his head's at. Still early, though. He's not used to shooting twos. He's he's, he's only going to pull up from three. three point and I'm fine with that. Yeah. His I mean, head's in the right spot. I really think so. I'm, I'm excited. I, I do, too. I think legitimately, I mean, he kind of taught, like, and you can touch more on that piece as well, like the, the uh, Players' Tribune piece. But I think he touched on it a little bit when he said, you know, he was hopeful the last two seasons with his health. Kind of like was an optimist about being ready. And you know, because you get quotes from him all the time, like "I feel good, I feel this, whatever." He legitimately feels better this season than he has, and he—it's legitimately—he's 
at the end of this kind of injury road instead of the way he was the last two seasons where he was like kind of there. So I think it, there is potential for this to be his, the best year of his deal for sure. I think that's there. Well, yeah, I agree, but, but he, I mean, he's not young by any means still. Like he might be injury free, but, but he's not, you know, Dylan Brooks playing the second year. So it'd be interesting. I, I still don't know about slow-mo Kyle Anderson. Uh, does he fit into this, this team uh, chemistry wise? It's remained to be seen. I think Bickerstaff's going to do a good job with that. Mike Conley is as good of uh, a captain as we want. So, uh, can we make a playoff push? Maybe if we remain healthy and make shots, I think make first buckets is, is going to be key. Um, we need to score over 99 points. Uh, last year we were like 99 point whatever, which is 29th in the league per game. Uh, I think we need to have at least like 105 to contend uh, or, or even higher than that, obviously. Yeah, I think you have to. I don't think you can uh, – even if even though you're kind of rebranding back to that grit and grind defense – I still think you got to hit that 100-point mark or more to be able to just be competitive, you know. If you're trying to make the playoffs, well, you got to score that. In this league, you can't go back to that D. It's got to change a little bit. Yeah, transition D is key, but but uh, half-court D is kind of a lost, a lost art in the league now. So, yeah, we got to score 105 or even higher to even have a chance to even get a, a clip set 40 win mark and play in a tough list. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be really tough. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you kind of touched on slow-mo too, which is somebody that I was, it was weird. Like when I first heard the news, it was around summer league when we signed him, uh, Kyle Anderson from the Spurs. And it was kind of like that last minute restricted free agent offer sheet that we gave him where it came out of nowhere. People just thought he was going to resign with San Antonio. And I was like, at first I was mad. People were blowing me up, my friends out here, like, what did y'all just do? And I kind of sat back and thought about it for a little bit and was like, I could see the reason why you give a guy like this money. It's a sheet that, you know, obviously you saw no one was going to give him and, and the San Antonio wasn't going to match. So you get a somewhat – you're not paying him a ton of money, but you get a pretty good value of a contract for the next four years of this guy's prime. And you're basically betting on your scouting and your players surrounding him that you're going to bring the best out of him. So I'm I'm actually pretty excited to see him play and hopefully Bickerstaff puts him in the right positions and doesn't just make him like a guy that's moving without the ball. I don't know if Clay's a fan of him or not, but I mean, he shot 50% from the field last year, uh, eight points a game, five boards, three dimes. I mean, he's going to be a contributor. I really think so. I mean, with, with him and Parsons splitting minutes, it's, I, I think they're a good, a good fit and throw him, throw him with Jamichael and, and maybe Jaron Jackson on the floor. And we got a lot of size on the floor at that point, which uh, you know, I was reading a little bit about it. And, and that's something we haven't had in a while. Um, and they can all stretch the floor and shoot the three as well. So, uh, Mike Conley leading like four big guys with Mark in there and those guys. It, I don't know. It's a different dynamic, and then we can switch it up with the guard play. So, yeah, it'll be uh, we'll have a lot of different lineups early to see what works. Yeah, Mitch yeah. is uh, right on my opinion. There, the jury's still out on uh, Kyle Anderson, and uh, solely for one reason. <laughs> two, two or three years ago, when the uh, Grizz played in San Antonio, he mocked Vince Carter with his uh, hand motion. 
you just you just can't mock Vince Carter and, and me still be a fan of you. So, Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Until he until he proves his worth, otherwise I, I'll still be out on him. Uh, rightfully so, he's got to show it to you. Like if you're gonna pull that sh- pull that shit with uh with Vince, he's or, in my doghouse. Now. He's in your doghouse. Like he, I mean, to be honest, he needs to he needs to make that a a goal for his season is to get out of your doghouse. That's say. correct. Yeah. Um, two, uh, another thing, I, like you guys, I loved Dylan Brooks last year. Um, the dude's like a fighter. I mean, he's the, he's the Verno guy that we talked about with Javon Carter. He's the guy that was the second round pick that came in and busted, busted it to, to, to play, to get minutes. And he started a lot of games. He's not a starter in the NBA though. And I think with the way the guys we did bring in, I think you're able to put him in the best spot, at least for his growth and for his like longevity in the league. Like, him being like the seventh or eighth guy off the bench, you know, a bench wing that comes in and, and guards somebody and, and runs the floor. Like, I, I'm, I'm excited to see him play like 15 to 20 minutes a game off the bench this year, at least. So, Oh, yeah. I've been high on Dylan Brooks from day one. I, I loved him at, in college. He was always a winner. Uh, made the big shot. Was never afraid to take to the hole. Um, him running with, the, like, with those minutes, like, God, his efficiency could be unreal. Um, like Clay said early, it's really – if this team gets on a run and has confidence, they could be really good with Mike and Mark leading the way. Uh, if not, and we get injury riddled again, I mean, could we stay in the 20-win scenario? Yes, possibly, because just the West is that good and we can get beat down week after week. But there's a lot of positive and optimism with this season after just a one-year bump after a seven-year playoffs, man. Uh, it's on the rise. There's a buzz back for basketball. Um, let's see what happens. Yeah. Man, I'm huge on Dylan Brooks as well. I think it uh, says a lot about yourself, your talent, when you are uh, your conference player of the year. He was Pac-12 player of the year and, you know, still fell down the draft board <clears> because <throat> they, they judge off other things. But that says a lot about you. And, uh, man, he played – Because his daddy's not LeVar Ball. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, first LeVar Ball shot out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we're high on Dylan Brooks. He plays hard. He really, I think he gets it, which goes a long way. But, uh, you know, if the Grizz were going to be good this year, he, w- he would have to obviously be a huge guy playing 20, 25 minutes a night and really getting after it. But I think he could, you know, if he takes that second-year leap, you know, we yeah. could do something. If he has a sophomore slump, then that would obviously – handicap us a little bit, but I think everybody over at the organization is really excited about Dylan Brooks and seeing what he does for us this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we've all, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I want to take it, take it back a little bit from the roster just real quick. I mean, we've touched on it a couple of times throughout us talking, but you know, we've talked about like, if this happens, this, then we can see this for the team, things like that. I mean, if you had to put down something, I'm not asking you to like be huge on predictions right here, but like, what is your like, What's your what's your ceiling and your floor for the Grizzlies? Like, what's your outlook for them? Like, if things work out, maybe you know, if if every, everything goes like we've been talking, if if things click and the players are healthy, like, where do you see them? And then, where's a more realistic kind of back off of that? If 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 you you know, if you want to give us both those predictions, you want the star snatcher? You want me to? Yeah, go ahead, Clay. Take the floor. All right, I think. Uh... I think ceiling for this team. Okay, so last year the Thunder, Jazz, and Pelicans, four, five, and six, they were all tied at that number with 48-34 record. Mm-hmm. 
I think the Grizz ceiling is right there in there. I think it's probably a five if, you know, they were getting uh, really, really solid years out of uh, Conley and Gasol. Parsons was dipping into about 14 and six a game. Like we said, Dylan Brooks is coming along. Jaron Jackson's playing big minutes, dominating the paint. You know, I think they could get to four. You know, we're one bad ankle injury away, like we were last year, from it, it going completely opposite. And, you know, if, if it did go south, I could see it honestly going about like last year. I mean, if you lost Conley early and Jaron Jackson wasn't progressing and then Parsons was hurt, as always, I could see the tank. <laughs> Not not hoping for the tank, but that is the bottom. Obviously, it can always be worse. But I think that would be the floor. But I think uh, – are we giving our season prediction here, Jacob, or should I save that for later? No, I better just go ahead. Give it here. I, I see the Grizz probably about a 10 seed this year in the West. I, I see them barely missing out of the playoffs. I think, uh, I think 38 and 44 is what I'm going to say the record is. So, uh, over the 33 and a half wins. But uh, that's that's what I see on my end. I don't know what Snitch has over there. <laughs> well, Clay, um, you know, let me talk a little bit about before I make my make my prediction. But I agree with this with this roster on paper. Looking at the roster, it looks like we have a lot of talent. I don't think anybody's talking enough about Jamichael Green. He had a bad season last year after he got signed uh, on that contract, but. He's always been a good player. He led the team in rebounds last year. If he can step out and hit that three again and still play down low, um, he's going to be a big asset. Like I said, Parsons, if he could just stay healthy and because he's going to be give you efficient minutes. I don't know about Marshawn Brooks. we got to replace the production from Tyreek Evans. Uh, Max, I think we could be a six seed. That's our ceiling. Um, maybe, maybe 47 wins would be my max. Um, below, yeah, is a mirror of last season. An absolute just debacle. Everybody gets hurt. Uh, people giving up. Nobody goes to the games. I mean, 22, 23 wins again. Get a five, get a five pick and, and, you know, get some role player again. So, um, man, I think Mike Collins is going to have a just, all NBA year. I really do. He, he's healthy. He's confident. He, he's as happy as he could be um, in this situation. So I think it's time for him to have a, a career year. He still goes underrated nationally. Um, I, I'm excited. You know, if we can win the East games that we, we've always seen tough or the, the lower conference, uh, the lower, sorry, the worst of the Western Conference teams when we always play down to our opponent year after year. We play big in the big games, and then we also play to our opponent. If we could just get off that and win the games we're supposed to and then win a few big games here and there, win a lot of home games, we can be right there making a late push for that 42, 43, 44 win season. Yeah, I I see it that kind of mirror to you guys. I mean, both you guys are looking at us around 48 to 47 wins as being the ceiling. That I, that's where I have us pictured as well. I mean, what I was talking about earlier on our Western Conference uh, breakdown was, um, you know, if you look at the – take last year out of the equation when you had a bunch of injuries and, and a lot of turmoil and everything else with coaching. The seven years before that, we were a playoff team, and we had pretty much a similar core. And our two best players were Mark and Mike for the last two or three years of that. It, you 
put those guys back into the mix with a better surrounding cast, I don't really see how you can picture them as just a, you know, not a playoff team at their peak. So I think you're right. 48 wins. I think the top half of the, uh, the West is too, is too good to kind of get that home court advantage in the playoffs. But I think five through eight is going to be really, really close to each other. And so I think if you, like you said, take care of the opponents you're supposed to take care of, you can see yourself in the mix for that. And, you know, teams like San Antonio and New Orleans, and I don't think the Pelicans are going to be as good as they were last year. I'm picking, I'm picking them to drop off. So I think you can, you can make your room up there. I think realistically we're throughout the entire season, we're right there for the eighth seed. And it could be, you know, best case is we get the eight worst case. We're about a 10 kind of like what Clay was saying. So I kind of feel like that's realistic for us is being in the mix but, you know, right there on the cusp of it, you know, just needing a couple of wins to, to get in there. Uh, and the floor, I just – I don't know. I, I feel like we won't we won't be as bad as last year at our floor, but you're right, a lottery team – a lottery uh, team is not out of the question. But do you guys think that there's any type of uh, – I mean, I know none of us want to envision this necessarily, but do you think there's any chance that somebody like Mike or Mark gets traded in the middle of the season? Like – Obviously, things wouldn't be going great if that happened, but do you think there's any chance – like, what do you think the chances are of something like that happening? You know, you hear that every year about with with Mark going to, like, a Celtics or somebody that needs a center late in the season for the playoffs. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if I see that. Uh, again, they're, they're both older, possibly. Uh, it's going to have to be go pretty south early, but – you, you dig deeper into the schedule and you just look in the West if you can match up with these bad teams or even, mm-hmm. you know, beat Phoenix, beat, you know, even even beat the Knicks in the East, you know, beat the Dallas of the world. They're good. How do we match up with them? How do we match up with Utah? Denver's supposed to be better. Uh, New Orleans, I think we're better than them. The Clippers aren't very good. Is San Antonio any good? Houston's the real deal. Uh, Golden State, OKC. I mean, it's really hard to find W's when you really dig into the schedule. Unfortunately, even though, you know, 30,000 foot level, you're looking up and trying to to say a number and you start to look at the matchups and Mm -hmm. it's I just hope we can perform. Yeah, I think uh, I I legitimately think, you know, our division has been the Southwest has been the kind of cream of the crop uh, the past few years, you know, when those Spurs heyday, the Rockets, Mavs were always good, things like that. I legitimately think, you know, we could be the second best team in that division if we stay healthy. Cause I, I do think the Pelicans are going to drop off and it's going to be the last year that AD plays there. So if it follows that track, I don't think Dallas is going to be what people think they're going to be. Like, I don't think they're going to be, you know, they're going to still be a lottery team. So I think we could be the second best team in that division. That's a playoff team. So and that's kind of how I hope things play out. I mean, obviously, we got to be measured here. We can't just, you know, be running around like with so much confidence after last season. But I think 30, 33 and a half being our win total in Vegas right now, I feel pretty good about taking the over on that. I mean, that's, you know, to me, you can't really factor in injuries with that. You just got to go with the outlook for the season. So I feel pretty good about it. Hey, hopping back on that last question real fast that Snitch answered for you. Uh, talking about shipping Mike or Mark what exactly is Mark's trade value now you know it's it's not as high as it once was I really don't know how much value obviously he's still really good but you know what value is out there for Mark right now I I don't think there's much I think you're yeah I think it's really the window has closed right 
I think so. I think I his age and money and everything and close to the end of the contract, I think Mike would be the most logical like target for somebody. And then and that's only if he's like really out, you know, pr- you know, playing up to his you know prime or whatever his potential uh, off that injury. So uh, that's the, I, I could only see them. Tra- I, you're not going to get, Mark's going to be worth more to you on the roster than what you're going to get in the trade for him at this point. Like th- those days have passed. So I think yeah, Mike's I probably the only realistic one that gets moved major piece. But I think they, I think our guys are going to, our, our front office and ownership is going to run these guys run with it. I mean, they're not going to, I don't, they're, they're, you know, Bickerstaff's here to, here to get us back to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I, the jury's still out on him. I know you like him, Mitch. So I hope he's good. I mean, I would have loved to see us expand the search a little bit there. Uh, I'm not, I don't hate Bickerstaff by any means, but I would have loved to see us spread that search out a little bit and at least give the appearance that we were interviewing other people. But, you know, see what he can do with it. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, I think, y'all, if you haven't seen it, uh, Beyond Grit, it's pretty cool. Um, about eight to nine-minute videos uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, Grind City Media puts out. Um, they did one on the training camp and then obviously going into preseason. Pretty cool, in-depth, mic'd-up stuff during practice. You can see how Fizdale and his guys interact and how Mike and Mark, you know, really respect his, his approach to the game and how he's handled this team. With the young guys meshing with the vets, you know, this is a new team. This is a roster unlike the Grizzlies have seen in the last, you know, six, seven years. So it'll be a lot of new faces. Uh, you know, the city's going to have to get used to a lot of new names being called, uh, making buckets. So it's going to be fun. It's kind of a new identity thing. And I think it's the same with the Penny and, and Memphis basketball. So there's kind of this just stir and excitement and optimism because we just hope we can be good again. We're supposed to make the playoffs. We're the Grizzlies. We did it for seven straight years. We're the Memphis Tigers. We're supposed to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's kind of what hopefully we can use that momentum uh, onto the court and get some W's out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. I mean, it's, there's a lot of, it's at least new. It's, it's, you see, it seems like we're going, you know, we've got an infusion of some youth in there. There's been some movement. Uh, we we finally got those top, uh, top draft pick, which, uh, I mean, I know we're all high on Jaron. I mean, I know the other night he played 20 minutes against Houston and didn't get a rebound, but I'm hoping that's just an aberration. That's not like the norm for a seven-footer. But the uh, always impressive 18-0-0 stat line. 18-0-0. Well, if, if Houston doesn't miss, then you can't get rebounds. So. Good point. Solid point. Hey, look at Mitch. Go ahead. Oh, love it. Solid point there. Uh, they weren't missing very much at all. Um, no, uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about uh, those young guys. I think there's some potential there. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't a real big fan of the Javon Carter pick. I think we've got a lot of guys on the roster that are ball handlers. So that's kind of me for the storyline for the rest of the season is kind of see what the plan is there. I mean, I know we've been the, – the organization has been big on Andrew Harrison in the past, and they've given him chance after chance. And I like Shelvin Mack from a third point guard role, a guy who can come in and play a few minutes a night, maybe fill in for somebody that's injured or taking a night off. Um, I just don't know if we're going to – if that comes back to bite us that we use the 30-second pick on a guy who's not getting much playing time, who is older. But, I mean, that's kind of my only gripe with the youth that we brought in. But – well, anybody who plays for Bob Huggins is, is, is a proven winner, knows how to play hard-nosed D, you know, mm-hmm. 
we always talk about getting back to the grid and grind is kind of what, what those two picks defensively. He's a, he's a premier perimeter defender, which we need that now, uh, especially coming off the bench. But I don't think Harrison got enough credit. Last year he came in and had a, he had a few 20-point games in there, and he's always on the floor diving for balls. I think Harrison, you know, kind of should work his way into that two and, and three spot. Uh, maybe not two, but but three for sure. Um, Shelvin Mack, I'm really not sure about him. That's that's the biggest question mark to me. Uh, you know, that was just kind of he's there. Let's let's take him and try him out. But yeah, Carter, maybe I don't know. Can he make a jumper from the outside? That'd be cool uh, if you can play D and do that. Um, you know, we need buckets. You can't come off the bench and just play D and be one dimensional. We need you to make buckets because, like we said, we were 90 and we scored 99 points per game last year, which was 29th in the league. That that stat alone right there tells you what we need to do better. So let's score the back, basketball from the perimeter. Uh, and also, I was reading, uh, we're talking defense. Mark uh, needs to play better inside the paint. I know he also leads the teams in, in blocks. And but I think he needs to get back to old Mark, run down to the middle of the paint. I, I don't like when he used to run back on offense as well, take that jumper from the top of the key, take that three from the top of the key. I want him to play inside out on both ends of the ball. Um, I don't know. Remains to be seen if he wants to play like that anymore. I know he's getting old, so might be kind of getting complacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I know I'm going that. off on these, these tangents, but, I mean, you could go on and on. This is, I've seen it too many times. Uh, so I agree with him on the uh, Javon Carter note where uh, the Grizzlies aren't in a position to have a player out there who's just one-dimensional. They need as many playmakers as possible. And, uh, honestly, we got to have Mark just take over in some fourth quarters this year. I uh, I know Snitch remembers this very well two years ago when he – Oh, God. Uh, fourth, fourth quarter of uh, game six in Memphis against the Spurs. And I think that's just unacceptable for a max player to not even contest a uh, – to not even attempt a shot in the fourth quarter of elimination game, at some point you just got to put your head down and take over. And I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know, it might be stupid to still be hoping that he somehow evolves into that maybe, or, you know, it might not be his thing. So, yeah, we need Mark to play well. I don't, I don't know if he played Javon, but the Grizz got to have pretty much everybody play well for the season to be worth a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Great spot to be. But the thing is, Clay, he he's shown Mark has shown aggressiveness uh, in spurts, but I feel like it's not consistent um, because, yeah, like so you said, top, he'll he'll he have so great complementary yeah. pieces. Then though, he had Zebo to take off the bigger man down low. He had Mike running around outside. Who else did we have there for a while? I mean, Ta doing whatever it is Ta did. Missing layups. <laughs> Yeah, missing layups, throwing his shirt on the court. We had a lot going on, and Mark was probably just just another piece. He wasn't the guy. So, you know, I think the jury's still out on him being the guy or one of the two guys. Yeah. I mean, you hope that you hope that he takes that leadership role to be that be the guy since you have Jaron there now. Because I mean, that's obviously your future. Jaron's obviously your future. I mean, you have him. You have contract control on this guy for the next like eight to nine years, you know, with restricted free agency. So, I mean, you've got to set a foundation for this guy. And, and you know, if you still believe yourself to be a All Star level player, like go out there and show him that. 
Like Jaron can play. He's good enough to play off of Mark. Like he's not a, a lumbering big man that can't get on the perimeter. He obviously can shoot the ball and he can guard probably anybody on the court in a certain, you know, kind of, I guess, window or whatever. Like he can get him inside the three point line. He can guard anybody. So I, I just, I'm looking for him to step up and like be that adult, you know, be the adult in the room for the kid that's 18. Like, I don't know. That's just what I want. I'd love for him uh, to show some leadership. No, I think that's, that's exactly that's, right. And and I've seen that on Beyond Grit. You can see that. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, it's, go ahead, Clay. I mean, you know, we, we hope for that. But at this point, you know, does it actually happen or is it kind of is what it is at this point? Uh, we have know? to – think it's it a little bit of that. It may be, it may, it may be what it is. <laughs> hey guys, I think there's a couple, a uh, couple guys we're not even talking about. What about uh, Caspi and Temple? I mean, <laughs> are these guys going to get any minutes? Like we have a lot of players. Who's going to get the minutes uh, uh, when it goes into the season? Are we going to see a lot of people over a short period of time just to see who gels, or is is bigger staff going to go to his core and, and stick with it like like Lionel used to do? Um, I think Temple. I, don't know. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Garrett Temple's got uh, 157 career starts, and uh, he's got a lot of experience. So I think he would get a shot. You know, played 24 minutes a game last year for Sacramento. Started 35 games, averaged 8.4 a game. I, I think Garrett Temple will get his shot to be in that rotation. He may even be a starter. He started one of the preseason games, I think. Uh, I mean. That's what I was about to ask is if we're going to predict a starting five. You got Conley, Green, Gasol, and then where do we go with those other two spots? See, see, even even just looking at the depth chart, what, what ESPN has listed, they have starting Conley as the point guard, Wayne Selden at the shooting guard, Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, small forward, Jermichael at power, and Gasol at the center. But then that puts your second unit, Mac Temple, Brooks, Parsons, Jackson. Uh, I mean, that's not a terrible ten. I don't care how you how you want to mesh that. That's a really good ten. Uh, we just got to play our style of ball. Yeah, I the mean, second I, string. Pretty good. Yeah, the second string has potential to do what it did last year. You know, at the beginning of the season, and and, and you know, look like it had the potential to bring us to a pretty solid playoff run. You know, we had Chalmers in in, in Tyreek playing like within themselves and not having to do too much. Uh, I think the second unit has that potential to kind of let the starting lineup have time to mesh or figure itself out. So that's, I do, I do, I am looking forward to like that type of the rotation, that, that rotation. I mean, I would love for somebody like Selden to like, like take charge of that two guard role. I mean, I think the dude has the talent to do it. I just would love to see that. I mean, that would be a joy to me to see him take charge of the two role and be like, look, I'm the, I'm the young gunner. Like you can take these vets and do what you want with them, but I'm going to, I need these minutes and put me at the two. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, dude, him at the two. That's, that's a fireworks show. Like dunks and threes. I mean, that's exactly what we need to see. Yeah. I wouldn't even hate us just running with that and letting it play out, you know? Like, you know, giving it to Wayne Selden is one of those uh, three or four guys that the whole season kind of depends on. If those guys took ownership and took over, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's when you work your way up into that five or six seed. But those are the type of guys you have to have step up. 
Yeah. You know, that, well, he's finally healthy, too. I mean, he, he needs to be healthy at a full offseason um, because he can't just play 36 games a season. He can't just, you know, have limited minutes. Um, and same with uh, with the Parsons, too. I mean, he, he doesn't need to be monitored. He needs to play back-to-back. He, he needs to score 10 points when we need him. Uh, if, if it's in the starting role, because he started uh, every preseason game, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Parsons started. Yeah, uh, I'd love to see that. I, I mean, you're right. I, I can promise you, uh, Friday night, October nineteenth, I will be wearing my navy blue Parsons jersey, two five, uh, some brand new Nikes I got at Champ Sports at the mall with Clay, and uh, some jeans, probably no sleeves, guns out. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. I was about to ask, uh, Snitch. I got a uh, Friday. The high is sixty-three. Is that a uh, is that warm enough to go no sleeves, just Parsons jersey guns out? I mean, I don't see why not. It's opening night. I mean, we've been working hard, curling for the girls. Uh, I think if we're going to go full Parsons, you got to go no sleeves. I mean, you can't wear a Parsons jersey and be half in it because there's really no half Parsons fans, obviously. You either love him or hate him. Uh, and I swear to God, if I hear any booze or, or anything negative uh, – Clay, Clay will be there with me. We're, we'll be sitting uh, closet level, be looking for us on the tube. Um, but if anybody says anything negative about Parsons or tries to, because to, Clay will be wearing a Parsons jersey too, obviously, uh, white. So if they say something, it's going to be a problem because I'm pretty sensitive about Parsons. And, and I think he, uh, he just wants some respect and some love from his hometown fans because he's giving it 100%. It's not his fault he was hurt. It's not his fault we forced his hand. It's not his fault he, his agent got him a great deal and he's got a model girlfriend. Uh, I, I, he's rich, good looking, and, and, you know, everybody's envious. I hate it, but he's a good basketball player too. Let's let's see what he has and we're going to rest him. I'm sorry. It's not his fault he hung out with Kendall Jenner and Kate Beckinsale in back-to-back nights. It's not his fault at all. No, and he had like Bella Hadid – or Bella – whatever and Bella Thorne Bella Thorne and Chrisley girl courtside (laughs) at the Grizz games first time they'll ever be in Memphis probably last time as well but like Snitch said we'll be there Friday night in the Parsons jersey so if you see us you know we'll take a shot for Parsons but should be a good one got the Hawks you got to get this one out of the gate I believe you know, I, I don't know if we've done our game predictions yet, but I, I think we win on Friday night against the Hawks. I, I probably can speak for the other two guys on here when I say uh, they both probably predict wins. I don't know. What do you say? Uh, yeah, I think I think we can beat the Hawks at home. We, if we start out with a loss against the Hawks at home, that's not a good sign. So we better we better win that game. Well, we open up Wednesday night on the road, yeah. so we got to remember that. Hopefully, we're one and zero. Play the Pacers uh, on the seventeenth, and yeah, I think you know how the energy is. First game of the season, the ground house is usually rocking, and I think we feed off that. It'll probably be a high scoring game. Uh, Atlanta looks to not have any D and a lot of offense. Um, yeah, I think Parsons jerseys are going to be – there's going to be more than you think. It's a lot of girls that wear them, honestly, because they think he's cute. But, uh, you know, Clay and I will be wearing them for sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm ready. I love walking to the Grizz games. That's it, been a thing for, for Clay and I. And $2 bills, beers on Alfred's patio. 
game day to our Which, uh, tip. Uh, DM and I hit that up this past Friday for the preseason game. The deal is still going on, as always. Good to know. Good to know. But, I'll have to uh, uh, um, go ahead. Oh, we do. Uh, my Looking game prediction: the, we do win. We do win against Atlanta Friday night. By the way. Looking at the uh, first part of the schedule here, they play first six out of the first nine on the road. So uh, that's, a, that's a tough little stretch for a young team to kind of come out, play at Indiana, and then you get the Hawks at home, and then go to Utah and Sacramento. Those are, yeah, uh, but, but Clay, last year, remember how good we started? Oh, we started hot. We were like 7-0, and right? Big night. I was like, Parsons got hot against the Rockets that night. Oh my God! On Saturday that was, night. Oh, that was so lit. Mm-hmm. I think they were six and one before Mike Conley got hurt. They had a Saturday night win against the Warriors too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm saying like that. That obviously we open up with Indiana, who's a playoff team probably. So that's a that's a tough game to open up on the road. But that first game being Atlanta at home. I think it's got – like, you're playing a team where you can go out and do what you want to do offensively with a game plan to, to fire everybody up to, to get – you know, like you, like you said, Parsons threes, you know, some Jaron dunks, Wayne Seldon's flying through the air, something like that. Like, Mike is diving on the ground, hitting a bunch of threes. Like, it has the potential to line up for us to, to get everybody on board to start the season out as far as the, – the, that's the best opponent we could have played at home, you know. Yeah, looking at it from a little more pessimistic side is uh, if you don't get that Friday night home against Atlanta, it it could go south early. You know, zero and four is yeah. not out of the question. No. You know, if you lose, yeah, Indiana, I would say. Then you got Atlanta yeah. at home, and then you go to Utah and Sacramento, which you know are never easy. Utah's probably a loss, and then Sacramento's a toss up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so, right. I mean, well. Uh, could go off. This team cannot afford an 0 and 4 start. Well, I was thinking that earlier in the season breakdown. You must start hot to to you can't play from behind to try to get that 43, 44, 45 win total. You're gonna have to start early and get those wins early. You know, no no game is, is any less. The first game of the season and in November is no better than in March. We need to win every single one. But but even late in March, dude, we play Houston, Golden State, Minnesota. Phoenix, uh, I mean, OKC, then Golden State again. I mean, it it doesn't – there's no easy schedule in the league. Obviously, every team's gotten better every year. So, <laughs> you know, the matchups don't look good when you dive deeper. Uh, maybe Vegas is know something we don't. Analytics is just, you know, there's a thing of beauty. But we see a lot of these games live and follow the Grizzlies pretty heavily. So, I could I could realistically see 38 and us you know fighting and clawing for that 38. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. The more I look at it, <laughs> kind the, of a the, the, yeah, kind of a bad break. You get Golden State at home twice in the last eight games, including the season finale. You know, if you always have to win on that season finale night, Golden State's not who you want to draw to try unless, to get that win. Unless they're locked up, That's a valid point. Putting guys on the bench. Unless they're arrested. Yeah. Yeah. And on the back of a back back to back, second half of back to back. Yeah. So I mean, I think we kind of we've yeah the the potential is there. You've got to start out good, like we've done in years past, and you've got to remain healthy, and and just you got to have some young guys step up. And I think 
we've, for those things that are true every single year, I mean, with every team, those are similar, you know, kind of, I guess, goals or, or points or like whatever. We have the pieces to do that this year. We have the vets that seem to be on the, on the right track with their injuries. We have the young guys that are, you know, that seem to be more talented in the years past. And we have the role players that have done it at other places. So, I mean, I'm optimistic about it. I'm always optimistic about the Grizz, but I'm looking for another playoff run. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go see them play Golden State late in the season out here or even early in the season. I'm going to try to not break the bank on those tickets. So, <laughs> Yeah, we can well, probably get a better – better price on plane tickets from Memphis to uh, LAX than you could some seats uh, for the Golden State Memphis game. You're not lying. You're not lying. I'm going to try to work some connections and see what we can do, but not, <laughs> not a lot of options there. But um, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we get out of here? I mean, it's been, it's been an awesome preview. So, I mean, whatever you guys want to flesh out, any more Parsons takes before we get out of here or anything like that? Hey, I, I say we predict his uh, season total points and rebounds per game. Lead it uh, off. <laughs> it's a walking double double. I, I'll go first too. I'll say uh, I'll say he gets a little bit back. Still not anything. What are you supposed to do? I'll say nine and four. Oh, okay. What do you got, Hunter? Nine. Nine and four, Clay. Okay, he was he was eight and two and a half last year. I mean, I think I think ten and ten and three and a half. I don't think he's going to rebound a lot. Uh, ten, three and a half, and throw two dimes on there um, for good measure. Oh, but I think he's a <laughs> I think he's a double digit scorer for sure. I think he hits a lot of outside shots, and and when he gets hot the momentum gets rolling because people like it when Chandler Parsons scores. You know, he's just one of those guys when, when he's scoring, the forum's lit. Uh, I've seen from experience. So, you know, when Mike, Mark, or Chandler's hitting those, those big-name guys, like, it, it's going to be lit. So, hopefully we're a momentum team. We play well at home for the past few years. We need to, we need to keep that up. We have to win home games and, you know, pick up a few East teams on the road. Uh, that's, that's how we're going to have to put it together. Yeah, he's got a sweet jump shot, and you know it, it looks good when he goes in. And if he, he if he peppers in a dunk there, I mean, people go crazy. I mean, oh, that transition dunk, he loves it. <laughs> I mean, those knees from Germany, uh, they better hold up this year. That's all I'm saying. So, um, but as far as like, I, I think you're right. I think he's a double digit scorer. I'd say anywhere between ten to thirteen points, and throwing a few boards and dimes. I mean, it's kind of here and there, whatever they need him to do. So. I think if he's a double-digit scorer, that's perfect. If he if he's in the starting lineup, especially so. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, guys, I mean, I really don't. I think we I think we covered it all. Well, Parsons is also in a good place in his life with his girlfriend and his pocketbook. You know, he's <laughs> he's making plenty of money. He hangs out with the coolest people. Uh, he dates some models, so. I mean, it just sucks he plays basketball in Memphis, but he's a shoe free agent too. So somebody come out there and grab that. Puma's coming. Puma, I mean, might as well. Uh, not a fan of Puma. Go ahead and get, the, get get that Nike on that Parsons. Come on. Maybe maybe he starts wearing LeBrons. I could see him being like a Nike or a Jordan. I don't. He's probably not going to go back to it. Hey. They already spent too much money on him. He Whatever might not wear Nike. He might not be a Kaepernick guy. 
Oh, true. That's a whole that's a whole different ball game. You guys don't want to get into yeah. Kaepernick and Supreme Court on here. Yeah, yeah. You got more uh, minutes. <laughs> get a few more minutes. Yeah. No, y'all can keep that for under the covers. <laughs> no, we're gonna stay away. We're gonna stay away from that. Uh, but yeah, guys. I mean, I'm I'm good here. I appreciate you jumping on. We're gonna we're gonna air this on uh, Monday morning. So I'm gonna edit this up. We'll send you. We'll send a pod update from our seats uh, Friday night with me, Clay, and our Parsons jersey. We'll uh, have some documentation to send out to the to the listeners. Love it. All all is appreciated. But thanks, guys. Thanks, Clay, Hunter, Snitch. Oh, no problem, man. We'll be back. For sure. Anytime. Hey, You're welcome. Grizz. Go Bring your arms back, baby. Enjoyed it. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. All right. Peace. Peace. See ya.